welcome to the Research Works podcast. My name is Dr. Dana Poole and I get the privilege of bringing to you a very special series this week. I am here in Slovenia at the European Academy of Childhood Disability interviewing the researchers and presenters about their work. This is very exciting and I can't wait for you to delve into this whole research conference series. We hope you enjoy the series. Welcome back, everyone, to a special series of the ResearchWorks podcast here in Slovenia, EACD 2023. I have yet another wonderful person to introduce to you guys today. It is in the middle of the lunch period, so you can hear the hustle and the bustle of everything that's going on. We have our food set aside, because yesterday none of us got to eat, so we've got our food set aside. We're all ready to go. But welcome, Miss Ashleen Ryan. Thank you for joining us Hello. today. Thank you. Very excited oh, to be here and meet you in person so after nice. In your voice. <laughs> it's so, so nice to be able to speak with people who've been listening to the podcast, but also to be able to start highlight your work too. So you're a PhD candidate to the University of Queensland. Yes. Partway through, how's the journey so far? It's been wonderful. I'm very lucky because I have a really great team of supervisors um, who I yeah. really admire and are really passionate about yeah. my topic. Yeah. And uh, and also, I just love talking about it. So <laughs> well, that's perfect convenient. to come onto the podcast. It's wonderful. Well, the, the presentation that you got to present uh, at the conference is titled Expert Consensus on Optimal Child-Led Goal-Setting Practices for School-Aged Children with a Disability or Delay. And it's an international Delphi study. Yes. So many gold words through all of that. Um, I've been saying that to all the presenters. I'm like, our, our titles are f- really mouthfuls, but they tell us so much about what it is that you actually did. But how about you sort of step us through sort of how you found yourself in this place when you're, when you're actually investigating this particular topic? Sure. So um, I'm a pediatric occupational therapist. Lovely. I've been working in practice for about 14 years now oh, wow. Great. and in a number of different settings. But my passion is working in the community with children and families. And yeah. through my practice, I really became interested in um, how we decide what interventions to use with children. Yeah. And some of the interventions that we know now have a lot of evidence seem to have goal setting as part of their sort of active ingredients. Yes. So I became yeah. more interested in that. But a particularly around self-determination theory and how do children's, what's children's motivation to take so part good. in therapy. Yep. So I had a clinical interest already right. and in that topic and yep. have been exploring in my own practice mm. involving children in goal setting and really having interesting clinical findings and that parents were really surprised at what children were able to come up with. Yeah. Um, but I really felt that there was a lot I didn't know about if I was doing it the right way and what's generally happening yeah. in clinical practice. And so um, when it, I became more interested in research and pursuing a PhD, that really stood out to me as my clinical question. That's is so good. How can we help children to be more involved in yep. goal setting and what are the tools um, and approaches that support their involvement? I love that. I think when you are working clinically and you love an area that you're working in, you identify a gap, you start asking questions, it becomes this niggling, annoying thing that you kind of go, I need to find out the answer to it. And it brings you to a place where you're doing your PhD. So congratulations on that. And, and love how you've been able to talk us through that, you know, that journey for you to be here. Now let's get into the actual presentation itself, but let's start by talking about what an international Delphi survey is, because... That is obviously a very big part. That's your study design. But talk us through what that involved. Sure. So... um Delphi, the Delphi study is a common technique used in health research, which aims to gather expert consensus through an iterative process. Great. Yep. And 
why we decided to use that approach is because um, before we had conducted a systematic review um, on child-led goal-setting practices and really what came out of that is that they're not the child-led goal-setting practices are not very well described yeah and we really felt though that clinicians in practice are probably using lots of lovely approaches themselves and have lots of knowledge that they yes. could share yeah um, and and that led us really to that Delphi approach mm-hmm. and what we really tried to do was gather a multidisciplinary perspective. Mm-hmm. So um, although I'm an OT, my supervisory team are made up of an OT, a physio and a speech <laughs> therapist. And we so know good. that in clinical practice, what works best is when we're working together. So mm-hmm. we really wanted to gather that multidisciplinary perspective from a, a wide variety of yeah. therapists and researchers from across the world yeah. to help us answer yeah. that question about what should we be doing to help That's children so be good. involved. And it kind of is so reflective of the fact that we are as researchers putting a lot of value on people who are working in the industry because that's sort of really reflective of the you know it's the finger and the pulse it's it's knowing what's actually happening there and learning from each other so yeah I think the the Delphi study design is is such a great design to be able to involve and gain those perspectives so now let's go to the optimal child-led goal-setting practices just talk us through a little bit more about what that actually means Sure. So we had um, a number of different factors related to child-led goal setting that we asked participants for their feedback on. And I guess that was to cover multiple questions that we had about how should children be included in in goal setting. So um, when we talk about child-led goal setting, what we're talking about there is that children's preferences and views sort of come first and that they're included and their voice um, is important in that goal setting process. So we asked therapists about um, who should be included, acknowledging that it's probably not just the child and how they should be included. How do we know children are ready to be Mm. involved in goal setting? So Mm. what factors tell us that we can perhaps include a child? Yes. Um, And what's the process that we should follow? So the steps, are there strategies that help children to be involved? And what are the tools and frameworks that may Maybe can guide clinicians to involve children. So there was <laughs> a bit that. of a breadth of That's great. areas. And I love how you just rattled it all over that any notes because it's all in your head. Oh, so I that just was so good. So I know. How, how good is that? <laughs> so let's get to the all important findings. What did you find through all of these? Yes. Yeah. So we had really interesting findings. We had 60 participants take part Amazing. from across the world. So Amazing. nine different countries. They represented six different professional backgrounds. So really nice um, variety and the perspectives there. And um, also. Yeah. Also, a lot of experience, so that ranged from five years to fifty years wow. of, of professional experience, How is that? and quite a you know we had median I think of twenty wow. years clinical experience. So a very experienced group. Yep. And where we had really strong consensus were the items that were related to the steps and strategies that um, that participants recommended are used to involve okay. children in goal setting. Yep. So there's a really big list, so it's really hard to um, give you all of that <laughs> information sure, sure. off the top of my head. Yep, but in general, yep. um, definitely. Definitely, participants agreed that children should be included, and it's included, and it's really important to communicate directly with the child to understand their what's important to them, mm. um, their strengths and challenges, mm-hmm. what they want to do more of or better or differently. Yep. So that was a really key theme, um, yep. but also that you might need to prepare a child 
first, I okay. guess, as we could imagine. Okay. It's not so easy to just Walk ask someone. Say, What's your goal? <laughs> even to, to, if someone asked me, what are your goals? Yeah. <laughs> Out of the blue, you need I a would moment. probably find it difficult to, yeah. and I'm able to communicate very well yeah. uh, um, generally. And so, you know, with children who may yeah. be younger or have communication and cognitive difficulties, it was really important to participants that we prepare the child first by explaining what the purpose and process right. of goal setting, understand their communication abilities, how much they want to be involved. Yeah, great. Um, and the other, I guess, big theme that came out was around, uh, understandably, care, caregivers and parents mm. and the family role mm. and that that still is important even yes. when we're understanding the goals of children that yeah. parents are in a, uh, can help to support children's participation yeah, that's right. and we may it's need part to, of the context yeah definitely yeah. Yep. and also that we may need to negotiate between the child and the parent when their goals are different yes um, which I think is really important for us to think about as clinicians because we yeah. often do come across yeah. um, the fact that parent and, and child goals don't aren't, aren't always it, the that's same true. and that may be an important step in this process it's, a, it's so worthwhile um, acknowledging that because uh, we had to Early on the show, Stacey Cleary was here and she was talking about that tension. And it's a great way to describe it. There is a tension between sometimes parental and their child, particularly around transition to adulthood. But there is going to be those different needs and wants, whereas, you know, a parent may be able to see more into the future because they've got more of that life experience to look into that, whereas a child might be not able to do that just yet based on their age or their abilities. So there's a lot of things to consider there. Definitely. And we know from previous research that um, children and parent priorities related to goal setting are, are different. Yeah. So we know that yeah. that's going to be that's something right. that we yeah. come up with as a barrier. Yeah, yeah. And I guess um, then on the flip side, some of the areas that didn't reach a lot of consensus, which mm. some of them were a little surprising to me perhaps, were around the frameworks and tools that therapists okay. use. Yeah, um, And so I think therapists are drawing from lots of different things because we don't have perhaps some really well-established child-led goal-setting tools that oh, are appropriate for a multidisciplinary okay. team. Copham came up as a really big um, okay. big one, which isn't surprising, yeah. but also it's a content-empty tool. So yes. the content needs to be established through discussion with the child, yes. which we can imagine for some children is a little bit more difficult. True. Yeah. And therapists did say that things like using concrete examples can help children who are younger to mm. be able to establish goals, mm. but we don't yet have um, a really well-established tool that's used across lots of different okay. disciplines. Perhaps okay. so there were some gaps identified yeah. as well, which will be interesting for future that's research. That's so interesting. And I, I always think about when we're setting goals and... Yeah, when you sort of go into that real interview process through the COPM, you know, it can, it can be quite lengthy as you explore these different areas. And if you're trying to give examples to children, you also have to be careful not to put words into their mouth either, kind of like, you know, leading them in a way that you think they might need to go into. So Definitely. I can imagine looking for a good assessment tool to help us to set goals, given it's so important. Yes. Be really vital. And that, that said, there are some lovely tools out there yep. um, that are used, like, for example, the PEGS, the perceived efficacy and goal setting system okay. um, but some of these tools are perhaps a bit more commonly used by one discipline so sure. thinking about a multidisciplinary team who may want to set goals together yeah. um, as a group then yeah. you know we may need to look a little bit more yeah. broadly at tools sure. for that, that setting and I imagine there's so many more results that I, I know that there'll be a lot to, to look at there but I guess from here now, from what you found through this this whole process, what would be your top three tips for clinicians if you really wanted to support this real child-led goal-setting practices? Mm -hmm. What what would be those top three that you would sort of really want people to to walk away yes. with? I would say three comments from um, participants that sort of stood out to me. One would be it 
we really need to give children a chance and mm. not assume their competence um, just because we may think a child who's younger can't set goals. Good point. Um, and we've got yep. some really nice um, results when we publish that I would encourage therapists to read about what might be the factors that yep. can indicate a child's ready, but age wasn't one of them. Wow. Um, so yeah. I think it's really important to let children have a try yeah. um, because we know that you know building self-determination skills needs to happen early That's for right. later on in life. Yep. So yep. It, they can learn through the process of trying yeah, to set a goal true. and perhaps you that know, starts not really early it right. on. That's really practical. Yeah, I love that. that yeah. And then another thing that um, came out as a consensus item was trying not to have your own therapist agenda. So I think again, <laughs> yep. you know, um, yep. it's about relinquishing a little bit of control yeah. over to the child and family to let them lead us through what you know what's important yeah, to them, and sure. and then really trying to support them with those with those um, with mm. those things. Yeah. Um, so that would be two, and then I guess the third one would be um, that. It, you know, it's also really important that um, children are involved sort of all through the process. So identifying Lovely. goals is one step, but that's yeah. really the first step. Okay, and, yeah. you know, that, that it, there's then a process that goes on from there where we address the child's goals and you know, getting children to be involved in coming up with what the plan for that sure. might be and then evaluating at the end. So yeah. we need to think about goal setting as sort of a whole process yep. that, um, that you know, starts at the very first meeting with the child, but yep. really continues through that intervention process. And yep. um, again, I think there's going to be lots of really nice guidance for therapists in when we publish, which will help them through that process Wonderful. and to uh, really pick apart what those steps are. Wonderful. Well, look, I can't wait for that publication. So I'll, I'll stay tuned for that. Make sure you keep me up to date with that so we can talk to you again Definitely when that all happens but it's just so lovely to hear all the the findings that you have um, found through this whole survey it is so consistent with a lot of the themes that are in this conference already you know we're talking again I can't help but to relate to the transition to adulthood and one of the the key tips that clinicians and researchers are saying and it's like it's self-advocacy it's it's teaching that and how do we do it well let's do it early on and if goal setting is such an important ingredient uh, which I just spoke about with Professor Rosalind Boyd well they're all so tied in and and you know it's not it's not too overwhelming as clinicians you know there's there's this key factors that we can implement in our practice and your work is an important piece of the puzzle for that and the other thing I would say is that you know it's not always straightforward but you know it takes time and practice but I think the more we help children to be involved the more we learn about how to do that better that's so great well thank you so much for joining us thank you and for sharing more of your work today I think now you can just sit back and relax and enjoy the conference yes and eat this delicious (laughs) and eat your food that's right (laughs) eat your food so thank you for joining us Um, to everyone who's listening, remember you can get links to this on the, the website, researchworks.net. Hope you enjoy the series. We'll talk to you all again really soon with another guest. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.